Welcome to Live from Size Lounge, weekly conversations with alumni of Iowa State University. At the ISU Alumni Association, we strive to facilitate the lifetime connection of cyclones everywhere, communicating, connecting, and celebrating cyclone pride. This series is made possible thanks to the more than 43,000 members of the Alumni Association. If you are interested in staying connected to the university and receiving all the benefits and services of being a member, visit isualum.org to learn more. Good afternoon and welcome into Live from Size Lounge. My name is Matt Van Winkle with the ISU Alumni Association. Clearly, I am not in Size Lounge at the Alumni Center today. I am here in my home office. We are excited, though, today to welcome Sean McLaughlin as our guest, a 1988 graduate of Iowa State with a degree in journalism. Sean quickly made a name for himself in broadcasting when he became the chief meteorologist for MSNBC, joining the network in July of 2004. He was also the meteorologist on the Sunday editions of NBC's The Today Show and contributed to NBC Weather Plus, NBC Nightly News, and other NBC programs. He also has the distinction of doing weather on two network morning broadcasts, filling in often on the early show on CBS. Sean now lives in Phoenix, Arizona, where he's the weeknight news and weather anchor for 3TV and CBS 5. He's covered multiple Olympic Games, Super Bowls, and is now a 10-time Emmy winner. Please welcome Sean McLaughlin to Live from Size Lounge. Hey, Sean. Hey, Matt. Great to see you. How are you? Doing well. Thanks for thanks for coming on with us. I know we're at a little bit of a different time zone here. You're out in Arizona. <laughs> we're here in yeah. Iowa. So, and tell Heather it's definitely not fall here in Arizona. Today's okay. high one twelve. One twelve. So Ooh. we got plenty of sun for those solar lights. Believe me, out here in Phoenix. That's incredible. One one twelve. Well, so I don't know if you've been following the news much in Iowa, but a, a few weeks back we had the derecho sweep through the state. Kind of a an interesting term in a, in a kind of a storm that a lot of us hadn't really heard of. Obviously, tornadoes out here, but it was really those hurricane winds that we faced and a lot of damage and power outages. Did you kind of follow that along? I absolutely followed that along, and uh, it was actually thanks to some of my social media friends from Iowa that sure. kept that story alive. They kept tagging me in posts saying, you know, look, scene, we're not getting the national attention. Remember the news cycle when that derecho yeah. happened the day after uh, Vice President Joe Biden picked his running mate. So the national sure. news was very focused on that. The national news was very focused on the uh, comings and goings of the United States Postal Service and funding for that. So there was Iowa friends literally reaching out to me to say, look, seeing we've got to keep this in the news cycle. And mm -hmm. I reached out to a couple of my old uh, producer friends at MSNBC and said, hey, guys, this is like an inland hurricane that right. hit in the Midwest that no one is paying attention to. And yeah. thankfully, uh, they made some phone calls. MSNBC did a, uh, a piece on it. And then that grew to an NBC nightly news piece. And then that ultimately led to the uh, the president making that de disaster declaration and releasing those federal funds. So that's a great power of social media moment. I know you're you're very active on social media as well. You you I've seen your following. You you really stay connected with your followers there in Arizona. You know, it's just part of the job now. I mean, our broadcast business, Matt, as you know, you're a recent graduate. I'm an old graduate. I mean, this business, Matt. 
just within the last five years has changed yeah. completely. I mean, we just had to kind of come in and, and uh, work community service, but then we just had to focus on our on-air product, on our nightly yeah. newscasts, and that was kind of yeah. our only deadline. Now, our viewers and our consumers of our products don't just sit down and wait for the six o'clock news. They want what's happening right now. So I have to be active and all my other fellow journalists have to be active almost 24 or seven. Now you say, how do you do that? Well, you just stay on top of it and you schedule posts and you, you uh, retweet things that you know that your viewers are going to be interested in and then are going to look to you for either local context or local coverage. Has this been one of the most news-filled years that you've been a part of in your career? Uh, you know, when I heard you read my bio and said that I'm a 1988 graduate of Greenlee School of Journalism, I mean, it seems like it was yesterday when I graduated, mm -hmm. and and the growth that I've had since graduating has has been tremendous for me personally and professionally. But I have never, in my past 32 years, I've never ever been in a news cycle that has been this continuous and this long. I mean, think of where we've mm -hmm. come from. March 17th, St. Patrick's Day, the nation shuts down. We all of a sudden start dealing with a global pandemic. Then we transition into having all of our family members home, having our schools uh, or having our children being taught school online. Then we transition into the month of June, uh, civil unrest. Mm -hmm across the nation. And then we transition into the political upheaval and, and it just keeps going on and on and on. And I've never been uh, associated with a, with a year like this. The only thing I can compare professionally was uh, in 2005 when we had a record-breaking hurricane season and we were having back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back hurricanes. And of course, Hurricane Katrina there on August 29th. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you mentioned 1988. Let's jump back to your time as a student here at Iowa State. What sort of drew you to studying broadcast journalism? What kind of piqued your interest in that field? I don't know. Was it the C minus or D that I was getting in calculus as a freshman? That might have been something to do with it. But, you know, Matt, I and this is what makes uh, Iowa State really special. I remember sitting at one of the trees at the base of the tree near the Campanile, Campanile and literally after getting that grade. And I'm thinking to myself, I am not cut out to be a business school graduate. I, I, I'm just not. And I'm, and I'm sitting there and I'm watching people walking across campus and I'm listening to the Campanile and I'm thinking, I know that there's a place for me here. And I went home and I actually saw Iowa State's broadcast. And it, back then it was called R31. And it was students doing the news. And I sat to myself and I thought, well, wait a minute. I was a high school yearbook editor. I, was, uh, I wrote for my school paper. I actually had a job at a local radio station my senior year on the weekends. That's it. And it, I had an epiphany sitting under that tree, watching that cable channel when I got home uh, to my fraternity house. And I knew I had found a home. And the next day I walked to my advisor and switched. So where did where did meteorology kind of fit in there? Um, obviously, when you were when you were here, were you studying more the journalism side, or did you get involved with meteorology when you were a student here? 
so I got involved once I switched my major and started taking all the writing classes, the broadcast classes. Uh, my advisor said, hey, you know, you should really take a meteorology course just to kind of give yourself a well-rounded uh, background. And I took intro to meteorology there at Iowa State and I was hooked. I thought that was, this was fascinating. This is something that changes every single day. Uh, and I then did fill in weather for R31. <laughs> I also did sports. I mean, we did it all back then. Uh, we ran the cameras. We were the producers, editors. I mean, that was what was so great about my Iowa State education is that in all facets, in all majors, I think the, the professors on campus realize that you have to educate the whole person professionally and personally. And you have to expose those students to as many different facets of your career that you could run into. And my advisor, Tom Beal, he had the foresight to say, you need to look at politics. So he made me take some political side uh, courses. You need to look at weather and you need to have a foundation as a really good writer. And so when I took that intro to meteorology course and when I filled in uh, for weather at R31, when I ultimately got my first paying job and I was a reporter, our weather anchor got promoted to the news anchor uh, uh, position and I had the guts or the courage to go into my general manager and said, "Hey, I've actually done weather at Iowa State. Let me try out right. for that job." And I got it. So there. So I'm a I'm a broadcast journalism major as well. And I'll just tell you now there is a dedicated class that you can take where you are part of that involvement. You're part of the student-run TV station, and you have to do all these different stations. And one of those is weather. So. If you take that class, the students still have to go up and do weather. And I had to, I had to do that. And I filled in. I was the sports guy uh, when I was a student, but I did have to fill in on weather a few times, which I really, I really enjoyed. I did, I had no idea what I was talking about. Um, you kind of just make things up as you go. Uh, don't forget to bring that that umbrella. Don't forget to pack your, uh, pack your coat when you head out for class. But you know, you get those typical sayings. But it was, it was a lot of fun, and you definitely learned a lot. You are one of the few, as I mentioned in your introduction, you've worked for NBC and CBS. Um, talk about how you kind of fell into that and uh, your experiences there. Well, I was uh, 12 years at the local NBC uh, affiliate here in Phoenix. Uh, so okay. I had some contacts within the network. Uh, they had me fill in on a weekend weather uh, for the Today Show uh, a couple of years before I went to the network. So they were familiar with me and my work. And once uh, my final contract was finished, um, we started pressing to make the jump full time. And that's when MSNBC was reorganizing, creating more of a day side news uh, aspect of their coverage. This was before they went political 24 seven. And we covered news um, every day side until we got to the opinionated shows at night. And they were looking for a meteorologist. They knew my work from filling in on the weekend today show. And I made that leap in 2004. So I worked Monday through Friday for MSNBC. And then every Sunday, uh, I was the weather anchor with Campbell Brown and Lester Holt on the weekend Sunday Today show. But I actually filled in a heck of a lot for Al Roker uh, 91 times uh, over the two and a half year uh, total that I was out there, a little less than two and a half years. As you're seeing on the screen, this was uh, one of my career, I think, achievements was when I was covering the landfall of Hurricane Katrina, and, and we had that devastating and deadly storm surge. And I jumped onto that scissor, list, uh, scissor lift and put myself 25 feet in the air to kind of visualize how bad the storm surge was going to be. That's my daughter, Mia, 
uh, that I didn't see an awful lot in her first uh, year of, of, uh, of, of uh, life or the first two years of her life. She used to watch me on TV and thought that I loved the TV. <laughs> that's a great story. So that's kind of cool that you, you really got to work closely with Lester Holt, who's now you know, the anchor of Nightly News on NBC. Do you still stay in touch with Lester Holt at all? Uh, we do. We uh, trade emails, and he was just honored with the Walker, Walter Cronkite uh, School of Journalism Cronkite Award. And when he was out here in Phoenix uh, to accept it on behalf of ASU, him and I got together for a few minutes and caught up. So uh, he's a tremendous professional, and he deserves uh, uh, all the accolades that he uh, has received. He, he's a, a, a great journalist. What's, what kind of advice would you give somebody who is wanting to work and get to where you, you got to be at that network TV level? What, what kind of advice would you have for students now? Kind of back to what we were talking about, uh, how Iowa State is such a special place because the professors believe in the most well-rounded education. Learn as much as you can when you're on campus. Do as many internships as you can when you're on campus. Um, and it'll eventually lead to great things you know look at how deeply involved you are with the visual content on social media that's the wave of the future and if you have that skill set you're going to go places what has really this past year been like covering you know as we as we mentioned early on the pandemic a lot of the social unrest um you guys i'm sure in your newsroom have had to change things up um not as close to people. I'm sure the, the way your set set up is a lot differently. How have you guys kind of adjusted to the pandemic and um, covering these, these stories that we've really never seen before? Uh, first of all, I'm working with a lot less people. Uh, there is maybe a third of our entire crew in the newsroom at the same time. I was deemed uh, one of the essential anchors that I've only had to work from home one week. We've had uh, over half of our anchor staff still working from home. They haven't even been inside our newsroom since March. Uh, they wanted me inside the newsroom because I can do both news and weather and all of our weather anchors still working remotely. And uh, I've had to jump in and add weather. Um, so there's plexiglass everywhere. We have to wear masks. Um, we can't uh, socialize in the commissaries or anything like that. It's like it's like what everyone else is experiencing. Well, we we got a question that came in on Instagram yesterday from Sam. Sam wants to know what do you find most fascinating about weather and climate studies? I think it's fascinating based on the effect uh, that our growing population is having on the climate. Now you can go down that rabbit hole, and there's a lot of for and against that argument. Uh, I simply believe you know, we are having an impact. It is, we have just experienced our hottest summer ever here in Phoenix. We had the hottest July ever, and we've had the hottest August ever. So people are looking for those facts and they're looking for uh, what that means for them and how they can make a difference. So you got to make it interesting and exciting here in Arizona when it's sunny and warm all the time. Uh, but then you can have a chance to educate your audience on the changing climate. Seeing Iowa State graduates are using their degrees to make their communities a better place um, all over the world. How have you been able to use your degree to make an impact? I've been able to make an impact based on my degree from Iowa State is because Professor Kuhn and Tom Beal, they were also big about if you're going to be a credible journalist, you have to be in the community. You have to be seen off the TV. 
off the radio, off the newspaper byline. They were true advocates of getting involved in your community. And that's kind of rare at, you know, public universities, maybe private universities, but public universities, that community involvement. And that has been the key, I feel, to my success, that that instilling that spirit of if you're into the community will, will reward you back. And I think that's that's what's special and that's what's really helped me by being a graduate from Iowa State. And I think all Iowa State grads have that. Every time I meet an Iowa State grad, you know, they, they talk more about their life experiences rather than their professional experiences. And I think that's a key uh, element of the core of who an Iowa Stater really is. And lastly, you are a life member of the Alumni Association scene out in, out in Arizona. What do you enjoy most about being a life member all the way out uh, kind of on the West Coast in Phoenix, Arizona? What do you enjoy most about being a member of, of the association here? That I don't have to keep taking my calls from Jeff Johnson saying become a life member. <laughs> no, I, think, I think it's that network. It's that networking opportunity, right? Uh, you yep. know, being a life member, you are networked with some of the top professionals in any field. And what I would suggest, and, and if you have the means to do it, is as soon as you graduate, become a life member. Because that connection to this community, regardless if you stay in Iowa or if you're 10,000 miles away from me, you have an instant friend or you have an professional colleague when you become a life member uh, and you can share that spirit that spirit not only in your professional life but in your personal life and i and i think that makes you a better person when you are well-rounded you can't just be career oriented all the time um, you have to have a good life balance and that being a, a lifetime member of the alumni association and participating in those events and networking with your fellow cyclones uh, gets you to that good to be that uh, better person. Well, Seen, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for your support of the Alumni Association of Iowa State. Stay, stay cool out there, okay? I know it's you said it's above 100 degrees, but um, stay cool and uh, keep cheering on the Cyclones all the way out in Arizona, okay? Oh, there you go. He's got the hat. I got to put mine you on. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks so much, Seen. There you go, Matt. All right. Thank you. Have a great day. Thanks. Have a great day. Stay cool back there. All right. Thanks. You too.